Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good afternoon, America. Today, January the 15th, 2014. Hope you are having one awesome hump day. You know, I think I've been going to the movies a bit too much because I had a doggone dream that I was hanging out somewhere and that damn camel that goes hump day was following me. So maybe that's a sign that we're going to have a really good show today or I do not need to keep drinking that Starbucks coffee, one of the two. Hope you are having um, a, how can I say this? I hope that you're having a real day, um, a day that makes nothing but perfect sense to you, and a day that allows you to see the manifestation of things that you've been hoping for. We've been uh, doing a series um about manifestation, in this series, the biggest concern that I have is that you are getting what you should be getting from your life, out of your life. And if, and if you are, that's a wonderful thing, but unfortunately, many of us are not. And the reason why many of us aren't, it gets really kind of, it's pretty simple, man. It's that we just don't expect more. You know, there's uh, as, as much as I would like to say that people get what they deserve in life, um, often you don't. And the reason why you don't get what you deserve in life is because, one, you don't know that you deserve it. I remember there was a statement where someone asked Harriet Tubman, they said, you know, would you have freed, uh, why didn't you free more slaves? And the answer to her question was simply, uh, I would have had they only known that they were slaves. And that's what's going on with many of you today, and I've been there. We have no clue that we already have that which we seek. The issue is we're blocking it from coming down. Now, you ask, Doc, what do you mean by that? What I mean is simply this. The things that you want in life, the things that you deserve in life, have been put in a virtual escrow account. And the thing that is blocking you from receiving those things is that you are not taking the right stance vibrationally, mentally, and emotionally for these things to come your way. I see people on a day-in and day-out basis lose things that they are entitled to because of forfeiture. Now, I want you to think about something. Everything that you've ever seen, everything that you are wearing on your back, the food you're eating, 
the car you're driving, all of those things are the result of manifestation and belief, and they came about because someone simply desired that they exist. Beyond that desire, faith had to meet works. And once those two things came together, spiritual laws cannot ignore the very presence of what it is that you believe, number one, that you hope for, number two, and that you become emotionally motivated to make happen in your life. Um, financial abundance is what we're going to discuss today. And what, we're, what I'm going to do is take you step by step through the laws of attraction, and hopefully I will demonstrate how you go about causing those very things to come into to evidence. I'm not even going to say manifestation because they have already manifested. They just aren't present. The reason they're not present is because the universe only responds to that which you believe. I got a message from someone a little earlier. Uh, they asked me a question. The question was, Dr. Young, um, can you access God without Jesus? I am going to answer and put my foot in the hot water on that. The answer is, of course you can. Now, half of the people that have somewhat almost attempted to read a Bible that have gone to some church where some person is in the pulpit that doesn't know anything about the very essence of what they're teaching uh, has misquoted and, or taken uh, translations and said, uh, I know the verse that many of you are going, well, the only way that you will come to God is through me. And, and that is a statement that uh, is attributed to Jesus Christ. Let me clarify that for those of you that don't get it was, and, and I'm definitely taking a stretch, so some theologian is sitting out there probably thinking I'm committing heresy right about now, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dare to say this. I'm going to dare to say that there are many pathways to heaven other than the Christian pathway. I'm going to dare to say that, or do you actually think that God is going to damn to hell every Buddhist, every Muslim, every Hindu, and every Jew. You think all these people are going to hell because they don't believe what you believe. Well, as a person that practices the Christian faith, which I do, uh, but I am not dogmatic because I've actually taken the time to educate myself, and I suggest you do that too. Um, and, and the reason I'm going down this path is because many of you are getting pimped like a $3 hoe by your pastor and through the misapplication of everything from the principles behind tithing to, uh, and I'm going to really step on some toes now, for those of you that are going to a church and your pastor is driving a Bentley and your ass is walking you know, for those of you that are going and sitting in a pew and paying your tithes and don't have anything to show for it, isn't there got to be a question going on in your head that one of two things, either the, the God lied or the person that's teaching you does not know what he's doing. 
Well, I am going to step out again and tell you God does not lie. So that only leaves one other option, and that's the person that is teaching you does not know what he's doing. Uh, Years ago, I started on a journey to become financially stable, successful. I, I was born not with a silver spoon in my mouth, but translated to the side of the family where I could have a silver spoon. So I was born on the poor side, raised, I was adopted by my great aunt's daughter, raised as an only child. We were back in the day, we were the first uh, African-American family in the neighborhood. I remember going to a swimming pool at the country club, and they wouldn't let me swim because I was black. I mean, you know, this is like no made-up stuff. I was uh, always the token black athlete in a preparatory school. I went to Catholic school. So I definitely had a chance to see all sides of the fence. I was at a place where people um, that that went to the school, they could afford to go there. I mean, you know, my dad was a railroad chef. My mother, believe it or not, was a state official. She was over the 4-H and home economic stuff for the state of Texas. So, you know, I was coming from what most African Americans in the 70s and 60s considered to be a upper-middle-class environment where – Popular America, and I'm, I'll use it that term to call it Anglo America. Uh, we were just middle class people, you know. But I was afforded the opportunity to attend these schools because I had athletic gifts. I was afforded the opportunity to go to school with the richest of the rich uh, in the city that I grew up in. So I was, I always had a look at, okay, why do they have? Why do they live there and we don't? And why do some people that are idiots seem to get very, very wealthy? And I'm not going to knock Kanye West. You know, I'm not going to knock dude. Do I think Kanye is a talented guy? Uh, you can. It's undeniable this man is talented. The skinny jeans and hooking up with Kim Kardashian, do I think his ass is crazy? Yes, the answer to that will be yes, 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 yes. However, look at what he has amassed in wealth. Another thing is people always love to cite Donald Trump and Bill Gates. You know, just a little side note, why in the heck won't Donald get his hair fixed? Because that is, that is not working. But you would think with all that money this dude could at least wind up with a good barber. But anyway, moving, moving further down, I looked at financial abundance and all of its uh, extremes and all of its worth. And as I look at financial abundance, I question without hesitation why don't most of God's people have wealth? So I'm going to go back to the church thing. There are covenant relationships. Uh, people assume that all Jews are rich. Not true. I have a lot of Jewish friends, and they're not broke, but not all the Jews are rich. So that's a bunch of bull. A lot of people assume that all Arabs have a lot of money. Not true. A lot of my Arab brothers and sisters and Indian brothers and sisters are not wealthy. As a matter of fact, in India, there is more poverty than almost anywhere else on the planet, okay? If you think you live in the hood and you got it bad, 
Go kick it back in the in some of those little small Indian towns. Man, those people are really, really struggling. Okay, the uh, so this takes me to this next level with this question. Then what is it that you must shift in your continence? What is it that you must shift in your belief system? in order for financial abundance to flow generously into your life. Well, we are going to discuss that today. I want you to get a pen and paper. Uh, Definitely, most definitely take some notes. We're going to take a quick break, and in about 55 seconds, we'll be right back. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. imagination wander, and I want you to just let this marinate in your mind, okay? Financial abundance is the universe's response to consistent thoughts of abundance. Write that down. Financial abundance is the universe's response to consistent thoughts of abundance. Now, For a lot of you, especially the drive-through McDonald's mentality people, they have a question where they want to know, uh, you know, Doc, how do you do this, man? What's, you know, show me, show me how I get the paper, man. How do I get this money? And when I get, uh, you know, when I get the uh, money, what do I do? I mean, you know, how, what do I do, A, if I get some change in my hand, and B, if I'm not getting change, what can I do to get that change? All right, here's where we are on it. The first thing is everything, as I've been teaching you about using this body that you have, uh, starts in the unseen realm. For some of you, you are going to have a hard time swallowing this because you have become encapsulated, enslaved, brainwashed, and you've got this stuff in exact reverse. Okay? I want you to today, let's rewire your programming because if you don't open up your mind to the things that I'm getting ready to teach you, your behind is going to stay broke. 
So if you want to get out of being broke, it's time to do some rewiring. Now I'm going to repeat that again. Financial abundance is the universe's response to consistent, underline that word, consistent thoughts of abundance. Consistent thoughts of abundance. Many of us, and I used to be in this group, don't have a pot to pee in and a window to throw it out of because we don't feel that we deserve it. Now, sure, we sit there and we will watch prices right. And when the person wins a TV, we're happy. We jump for them. We will go, and, and I, I really want to urge some of you that are buying scratch-offs and trying to come up like that, man, all you're doing is making yourself stay broke longer. And, and here's my proof. Think of it if you – I don't gamble. And in, for the fools that do, check this out. Have you ever seen someone win money at a casino or a scratch-off? What's the first doggone thing that fool does? They go right back in that store and buy some more tickets because there's this effect that they figure if I won this much, I will win more, and invariably they give all the money right back to the lottery commission of that home state. And this happens all over America. The other thing is that when we start associating revenue, you think that you have to work to get rich. That is not true either. You have to work in order to pay your bills. That's not how you get rich. You may have to work to eat. That is not how you get rich. You may have to work to have a roof over your head, but that is not how you get rich. The first step toward wealth is we have to find a vibrational stance that will allow financial abundance to flow freely in your life and in your personal experience. How do you do that? Well, first, let's define what a vibrational stance is. There's this thing you've heard me talk about over and over again about resonance and my thing about the piano. And I've, you've heard me say on no, numerous broadcasts that all human beings are pre-wired just like an old-fashioned grand piano. We are pre-wired to communicate with consciousness that resonates throughout all of humanity. We are pre-wired. There is a reason. I don't care how big of an atheist or an agnostic you are. Get sick. Let your child get sick. Start having enough jacked-up crap happen in your life. Go to court and be spacing some time. You know what you're going to do? I don't care. Your butt will start praying because you are pre-wired to know that there is something else affecting everything in and around you, and you do not have the last word, but you do have the last say. Please pay attention to that. You don't have the last word. You do have the last say because the last thing that you said is going to be the jump-off point, the gateway, the launch pad, it is going to be the catalytic um, uh, door opening that brings about a stream of flow to you, whatever that may be, based on your vibrational stance. 
but you have to allow whatever is going to flow into that stream, and you have to choose to freely allow that flow to take place in your personal experience. I'm going to, I'm going to slow this down a bit. Imagine this. Imagine that you are going near a running brook or a um, or even for those of you that have never been out in nature, you urbanites, just imagine you're in your shower, which, you know, probably a couple of you probably do need to take a shower, but that's, you know, there. Imagine you're in your shower. As long as you are allowing, which I think about this too, you don't have no choice because you can't make the water go back up into the shower. That'll preach, but check that out. As long as you are allowing the water to hit you and roll down your body, the shower is quite comforting, isn't it? However, have you ever tried to look into the shower? Because if you have, you are going to be in for a rude awakening because your eyes are not going to be fond of getting slapped by little drops of water at an increasingly ongoing higher velocity. It's just not going it's not a cool thing. But isn't it amazing when you just stand there with your head beneath it and you let it, the water flow, you feel soothed, you feel relief, you are cleansed, and it's because you have positioned yourself properly to allow that free flow of water in and over your presence. That's how wealth and abundance takes place. The first thing is you must position yourself, just like you stand in the shower, or those of you that have been rafting or been out in, uh, you know, near some running water, or even know what a rapid is, or Niagara Falls is, I think, I know that you know that you know, if you go against the current, you will not do well. As a matter of fact, you will probably drown. And that is exactly what happens when you go against financial currents. You drown. You won't ever get the benefit out of it that you're supposed to get. Question now you're going, Dr. D, say, man, what do I do, man? Okay, I got you. I got you. I'm feeling the flow thing. I got you. What do I do? Here's your first step. First step is Understand that everything you want, you can have. That's right, everything. The catch, because there is somewhat of a catch. The catch is why matters to the universe and why matters to God and why matters because you live in an intelligent universe. All these, there is no black or white, male, female, young, old. You don't have to believe in Jesus. You don't have to be a devout uh, Muslim. You don't have to be a Hindu or a Jew to be rich. That is not, that is a bunch of mess. What you have to first do is accept that you deserve to live a life of prosperity and abundance. That's 
Number one, number one. For some of you, you are trying to buy your way into this um, condition. You are giving your money to passer. You got some money blessings spray in your bathroom. I wonder, matter of fact, who in the hell invented that? Y'all seen that little spray with the patronized picture of the Indian on the side of it, money blessing spray? You know something I've noticed? That stuff is only in poor people's houses, but we'll go there later. But the thing is, there is no amount of anointing oil that you're going to put on. You will not be able to write a big enough check. So all of that, stop trying to pimp God out for a blessing. Ain't happening. You All you're doing is just paying for your pastor's Cadillac or his Bentley. You are not going to reap response and financial wherewithal based on that, okay? Second thing, after you accept that you deserve, you are entitled to be happy and I'm going to use some more Christian biblical quoting. Above all, I want you to prosper even as your soul prospers and be in good health. It didn't say nothing about, and then there's an, I'm going to throw another one out there. Because these are things that these preachers, and I can't stand these pimps dressed up in a suit. If your pastor wears real loud colors, you might want to kind of like run from dude because if this cat's running around with some red shoes and light blue shoes, never mind. But, but going further, if you stop and think about this, there's this thing that says, first, bring all your tithes to the storehouse, and if there's meat in my house, there will be meat in your house. Right? This is, one of the, again, another uh, rape of Scripture. Because what that really is saying is when you bring your best and sow your best, what that means is bring your best, the best part of yourself present. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna connect you to the scriptures you can attach yourself to if you're reading a Bible or whatever you're reading, you're going to find a liking statement in it. I don't care what you're reading. And and here's the first one. Your gift will make room for you. Okay? Your talent will bring you before great men. Okay? So that first step is now being connected to a physical step, but I'm going to speak in dualities now. Because in duality, you are a spirit that is walking around in flesh, and both of those things have to be in harmony in order for you to have prosperity. All right? The spiritual part of you must accept the fact that you have and are entitled to having abundance. The flesh part of you has been given a gift that is your natural ability, and some of you are going, okay, dude, dude, what is my gift? I'm going to show you your gifts, and I'm going to show you how they get pimped and how you end up blowing it thinking that you're using your gift. Let's say, for instance, you have the gift of a beauty, and I'm not talking about singing and I'm going to go to gifts that most of us have and that, you know, you take for granted. 
Let's say you just have a gift of being a nice, kind, caring person. And you are kind and caring for people that do not appreciate you. You're getting pimped for your gift. That gift cannot make room for you because you are so busy giving that gift to people that do not deserve it. The folks that would appreciate it and bless you are absent because you are casting your pearls before swine. I'll give you another gift. Let's say you're a woman and you are an attractive woman. Girl, you, you got that. You know what I'm saying? You, whatever your body is, you working it. You got the curves, you got the looks, you got the hair, but you're doing something strange for some change. You working your jam on a pole over at some strip joint, or you sitting up trying to make plans off some guy's money that's being nice to you, that is really trying to help you out, but you're misusing that gift again. Because that same gift of beauty that you have will attract and open doors for you that you could do some really cool, some really wonderful, some really transformative things because the reason you have your presentation is that God gave you that so other people could feel the beauty that you have on the outside. They could feel that inside when they're around you. But again, pimping your gift. You, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, your gift's pimping you. Let me say it the right way. You're not pimping your gift. Let's go with another one. Let's say that you have a gift of conversation. You have the ability to think off the fly. I hate this term, gift of gab, because I read a lot of books and got educated to be able to articulate to you the way that I do. But some of us are born with that, and we just don't perfect it. So instead, you're using your gift to run game. You're using your gift to hustle women, hustle men. Again, your gift is not making room for you. It is condemning you. Now, this talent thing, bringing you before great men, some of you, have a talent for math and for business. Problem is you selling weed, you selling crack, you selling your butt, you are you know, you, you just trifling. That same gift. And like I told one of my mentees, I'm like, dude, you selling when you doing all this when the cops nab your butt, they're gonna take your car, they're gonna take your money. What if you took that and you hooked up with a couple of your friends, just like you you guys went in on that on that on that key, on that pound of weed, whatever you did, what if you took that money and you just started selling shirts? Or you just started, you know, selling a food product. Let's say your mom really makes great peach cobbler and you started getting orders and this woman can take that gift from out the kitchen to in the street. Or, you know, she person's just a great cook. I know of places in Atlanta that I've been to, in New Orleans that I've been to, where people, I'm talking about grandma and them that didn't have no bunch of business sense, started cooking out the house. The food was so good, they started fixing the plate for so-and-so. And these guys were working on the longshore dock. They were working in the factory, and they started bringing a plate. Next thing you know, everybody's coming to this person's house to eat lunch. The house and got converted into a restaurant. Again, the gift made room for you. So again, the, there's the spirit part, there's the tangible part. Now, going further down the road, you must be aware that none of that, absolutely none of that can happen if you are jacked up with your attitude. 
I told you last week, I said, if you want to make a credible and significant opportunity manifest itself to find love in your life, you have to pre just you know preset yourself to operating with clarity, and that starts with having your emotions together. The same exact thing applies to money. Uh, for those of you that missed that, I'm going to give you a quick bite on it. Imagine this. Everything in life is connected to something else, right? Now, your thoughts become things. Everything you think becomes a thing, especially when it's accompanied by energy. Energy is a form of power, and, you know, next on the next broadcast, I'm going to talk about money being nothing but energy represented in dollar bills, your or credit card, or whatever. That's all it is. It's just a form of energy, and the key to getting wealth is harnessing that energy and directing it towards something. And if you direct it toward the right amplification source, it will resonate into wealth. But, you know, I'm going to talk about that on Sunday. But, but check this out. When you are thinking, your thought before it, be, it became a thought was a feeling, right? For those of you that cannot grasp that concept, I'm going to make that real easy. Every one of us lusts for something. Uh, most brothers, we lust for women. Most uh, women, they lust for a man or they lust for some red-bottom shoes or, you know, they lust, uh, K. Michelle lust for anybody that took a bath that's got muscles. I mean, all of us lust for something, right? Lust is a feeling that is brought about by emotion and that emotion is reinforced by that feeling again. When you have that feeling and emotion matched to thought, you get passion. Now, I'm going to give you an example of how this works in the body. All of us know what it's like to either lust for something or be pissed about something, right? When you lust for something, all of a sudden your heartbeat does what? goes faster, right? When you're pissed, your heartbeat does what? Goes faster. And, and the brain, there's this part of the brain called the limbic system. Just Google it and look it up. That's where you get all the four Fs, you know, fight, flight, you know, uh, feeding and procreation. I can't say love F, but it means procreation. So as you get motivated emotionally, your feelings get involved all of a sudden, you get a surge of norepinephrine and epinephrine, and some serotonin, some dopamine, all of these things cascade. If it is in the positive, you do not have cortisol go up. You get, you get serotonin to go up, right? And endorphins start releasing themselves. In the, in the dark side, you get cortisol up and serene up and dopamine goes up. What happens then? All of a sudden, your heartbeat's gone up. Now you can't digest food. 
You get a little bit more acid in your stomach to break down whatever food is in your stomach. You All of a sudden, your kidneys, you know, you get this little angio chance that you can't pee because you are motivated. You can't pee and, and get an erection at the same time unless your, your um, reproductive system is kind of jacked up. The urinary system says, hey, chill out. The reproductive system is getting ready to use this gear right here, right? So when we look and we see that we are needlessly invoking these dark emotions, we end up having from the acid reflux is caused by that extra acid in the stomach, and you get serrations in the esophagus and all this. Diet, you know, you, you cannot use the bathroom. A lot of stuff goes wrong. You can't sleep. You can't eat. You know, there's, there's just nothing good happening for you. Just stress everywhere, you know. Then you start getting arterial sclerosis, stenosis, all this kind of junk. Then if it's good, all of a sudden these feelings cause your body to heal. You know, it is proven that people that sleep well, that laugh a lot, don't get sick. And if you are sick and you have people around you that are encouraging you and motivating you in the positive, you will heal faster. It is a known fact that babies that get hugged are more viable and healthy than those that don't. Proven fact. Now, externalize that past your body. Can you? attract anything good to you running around with a sneer, snarl, and a frown on your face? No, you cannot. You can't. Could you uh, even get an erection and perform, gentlemen, if you are acting like a beast? And I'm not talking about one in heat. I'm talking about one that's out of control. No, you cannot. Ladies, will you have any moisture? Can you have an orgasm when you're mad? No, you can't. Will you attract anyone, and are you thinking straight when you're mad? No, you're not. As a matter of fact, the more that you go into a panic state, you run off people. You cannot focus. You are not aware. So that's the third level of this thing. And actually, if I just be real with you, it's actually the first level but for the sake of the carnal-minded, I'm putting this out of order so you can grasp this a little bit better. Your emotional state is the most significant part of your ability to attract wealth to you. Now, let me take it to the spiritual thing. Angels will not have anything to do with your ignorant ass. So if you are running around acting a fool with a bad attitude, negative, you just, any angel that has been sent to benefact you, they they throwing up the deuce and they moving around. But, and I'm, again, so for you religious nuts that, you know, that want to sit there and say I'm going against God, it says you never know when you are entertaining angels. And they are the ones that bring about circumstances. They are the ones that open doors. They are the ones that bring people and situations forth in your life. And if you are acting the hot ghetto mesh version of yourself, you just missed your blessing. Missed it. Mood is
is a very important thing. So I'm going to say this again. The stream of abundance flows generously, and it is ripe right now, meaning ready to be picked. It is time for you to receive your share, and this will not be difficult for you to do, and it will not take much time when you're well along the way. So let's just put that in reverse. You know how people are always saying whatever God has blessed cannot be cursed. Well, what about this? What he has cursed will never be blessed. So the stream of abundance will not flow, and it will not be ripe, and you will not receive anything as long as you are doing things to block the free flow of it in your life. And, and again, like the water, if you go against the current, if you are trying to swim upstream, homie, you are not going to make it because the stream is never going to run out of power and abundance is never going to stop flowing, but you can always cut it off because you remember what I said? You may not have the last word, but you got the last say. You know what I'm saying? The last thing you said. Now, I want you to hear this. There is power in you and in your words. Call those things that are not as though they are. Evidence again, biblical evidence. You must start speaking that which you want to see manifest. Here's what I, here's some examples. You get a bill. Bill got a pink slip, you know, says past due. Instead of using that bill to go in the stack of your other past due bills, get the bill out and say, I'm going to destroy you. Start talking to your bills. You know, you remember another biblical phrase was, you know, uh, our old man, no man, nothing but to love him, right? Connect that to it. God said, I will supply all your needs according to my purpose for your life through my riches and glory. In other words, God is going to take care of this, but you have to do your part. So you have to be shown and show that you will, can be a good steward because if you are not faithful over the few things you already have, how do you expect God to, tr- to entrust you with more? So that, little, that bill you just got, Get it and say, man, I'm glad to get this bill. Because now you're opening up the channel of abundance to flow through you. And, and girlfriend, homeboy, if you ain't got nothing but five or ten to put on it, go ahead and call them people and say, you know what, um, I, can't, I can't knock this out right now. So can we make a deal? And then they'd probably tell you, because I, I just had this happen with a real, real close friend of mine. You know, um, she thought that she was getting ready to get pimp slapped by a company because something that was told to her wasn't wasn't true. Oh, and, and I want you to hold on to this. You're talking to a guy that in 2001, when Nita Young shut her eyes, that was my mom, right? When she died, I'm telling you, everything got embezzled. You know, if you read Another Chance, Where Would You Be Without One, you'll see this story. And it is not made up. Uh, somebody I saw on Facebook asked, was I real? Yeah, I'm real, fool. What about you? But the, the truth is I lost everything. And it was the best thing that could happen to me. But, see, I was resistant 
for so long going, God, why'd you let this happen? I'm having my pity party when, in fact, God was showing me all these friends you had, dude, they're fake. They don't like you. They like what you got. Them chicks, they don't like you. They like what you got swinging. They got like what you got in your pocket. They don't like you. And until I started liking me, all of that stuff was didn't really do anything but hinder me. So for those of you that right now are sitting there going, Man, what is this dude talking about? I ain't got nothing. I ain't got no money. I ain't getting none of these bills. You need to be grateful for that because that's removing from your life all of the fake-ass friends and all of the people that really don't have you and your interest at heart, and it is forcing you now to become the essence of who you really are. You remember that? I knew you before you were ever in your mother's womb. That you does not give a hoot what other people think. That you does not need anyone to validate them. That you is not for sale. That you ain't doing some strange for some change. That you is nobody's fool. That you is still connected to source. And when you realize that everything in your life, the good and the bad, is part of that connection, that pink slip and that bill you got is also part of your wealth. Make that call. And just like I was saying about my homegirl, she they she thought it was the game was out. And I said, let me talk to these people. And when I said, let me talk to these people, uh, the thing that happened was I got on the phone. The debt was serious. They were trying to slam her with. And I showed her. I said, I'm going to show you something. I said, you can call those things that are not. I said, that debt may be worth how much to you? And these people said a really big number. And I said, well, it ain't that worth that much to me. So let's settle this. Because, see, all financial transactions are nothing but some paperwork and concepts. So if someone is trying to jock you down right now for ten grand, five grand, you tell them, you know what, I don't have that, so let's go to a realistic number. See, that's you calling things that are not as though they were. So that $1,000 bill, you could probably negotiate it down to 200 That That $200 bill, you could probably negotiate it down to 20 People are willing to settle with you. And, again, this is part of your process in learning that you have dominion over debt. And and if they say, well, we'll negotiate it down, but that offer's only good at 30 days. Well, here's, here's your game now. You know what that number is? You call them back when you got that paper. And you put that one aside and get one you can do. And if you got 10 bills, I promise you, you can probably sell three of them right now today. Okay, let's say you can't settle but one, but the deal is you have to first, a uh, law of prosperity is prove that you can be faithful over just that one. In other words, be faithful over the few, and then God will give you the resources to be faithful over the many. Okay? Another key to prosperity. Next move. Next move is don't take money serious. I didn't say now, because some of y'all don't respect money. I didn't say don't respect money. I said don't take it serious. Stop being so damn cheap is another way to put it. When you get whatever you get, get the best. And I'm going to say this to Hispanics and African Americans. Stop taking your ass to Rent-A-Center. Those people are pimping you. Stop going to these check-cashing places and the pawn shop. Now, now I'm going to say it. I, have I pawned something? Yes, I have, right? I, but I look back. Man, I've been better off just keeping my stuff. Have I lost something in the pawn shop? You know what? I lost my college ring 
in the pond. I swear to God, U of H is a school that you cannot, you you know, you get awarded a ring. You can't just go get one. And, man, I pawned my ring because I was basically just being a, a irresponsible fool. Do I regret that shit? Yes. So I'm telling you, no more payday loans. No more title loans. Some of y'all are walking right now because your dumb butt did a title loan. Came out talking about somebody stole your car. You know damn well nobody stole your car. That title loan from company got your ride. Stop doing it. Have faith and accept your condition. The reason you are in the situation you're in, just like when that happened with me and mom, dad, you know, dying, God was trying to teach me something about my value and about my true wealth, okay? So cut out stupidity. Give yourself the very best. Start now, ladies. I'm not, I'm not a guy that's going to tell you about weaving your hair or not weaving your hair. But if you do, don't get that hair that has that string attached to it. You know that mess that looks like it goes on ghetto Barbie. But at least put some good hair in your head and stop putting that black airplane glue that's causing you to have alopecia on your scalp. Go ahead, because some dermatological glue, that crap is expensive. It's like three or $400 a bottle. But if you're going to do that, do it right. Because, see, that's another thing. God is teaching you, why don't you just be yourself? Why don't you just wear your hair short? You know, you, why don't you wear your hair natural? Why do you have to be something fake in order to try to be somebody that you want to consider real. You can't be fake and real. It's just, brothers, stop going and renting rims. That is the stupidest stuff to put on your car. Stop flashing your rent money, playing like you balling when your ass is broke. Go get a job. All that, I'm an inmate. I was in jail. And I know felons right now that have keys to buildings at the city of Houston that went through, that were at St. John's, one of them right now. This brother is one of the head janitors for the city, and dude's making like 60 grand a year. So don't, don't use where you've been to hinder where you've gone, where you're headed, because where God is trying to take you, your past is only the foundation for it. It is not the, it's, it's not there to hold you back. It's there to give you something to step from. Be focused and mindful that your past is part of your future. Don't be ashamed of it. Embrace it. If someone were to come right now to you telling you what you used to be, you can laugh at them because your mind needs to be focused on where you are. You remember I said this is an emotional thing? Get your emotions to line up. So I'm going to do a little recap, okay? We're going to go back. The first thing I told you, financial abundance is the universe's response to consistent thoughts, consistent thoughts of abundance. So shouldn't the first obvious thing be you must get your mind right? You need to stop thinking that the second thing I told you was you don't deserve to be rich. How can you? Stop hating on somebody because they're successful. When you see someone else be successful, that's a sign you're next. Stop thinking that wealth and prosperity and a good job is only for a 45-year-old Anglo male. That's not true. 
because I got a lot of white Anglo male friends that are broke as hell, and they're 45. So race has nothing. Stop thinking because you're black, Hispanic, or any minority that, you know, the system stacked against you. system doesn't give a damn about you because the laws of abundance work for all parties concerned. The next thing is don't be resistant to the stream. So whatever stream you're in right now, if you're listening to this show, and, I, you know, I know a lot of people in Barbados, you guys' economy down there is jacked up and the political system is jacked up. I know in Jamaica and the VI and, the, and you know, on some of the islands while you guys are listening to this, the economy is not exactly sweet. And I understand that, but all wealth starts with belief. You will never be able to uh, attract wealth to you unless you operate in a spirit of abundance. So you cannot walk up to people, to my Jamaican brothers and sisters, smelling like red stripe and ganja, wondering why somebody's not uh, wanting to utilize you as a, as a transportation system or you as a guide. Who the hell wants to go out with somebody that's about to fall off a damn mountain or get in a car with somebody that's smelling like a billy goat? Ain't happening. You have to be in full manifestation that which you seek. Next thing I want you to remember, your words. There's power in you, power in your words. If you keep getting up in the morning, you got a vision board on the wall, you got your you got your Cadillac on it or your Porsche or whatever, and uh, you know for some of y'all it's a bag or some good hair, whatever. You got you got this vision board on the wall, and you're looking at all this stuff. But the minute you stop looking at the wall, you start back looking at your condition. And on Sunday, I'm gonna really wear this out because this is the the foundation, and and, and you make sure you tune in to the show Sunday night. Because uh, if you do, you are going to miss some of the most significant aspects of that. What I'm giving you now is basically um, the stuff that you need to dust off, remove the rust from, remove the, uh, you know, the chinks out of in order to position things to be put in gear for you to start bringing abundance your way. But that last, that last couple of things for today's show, is the power, you already have it. The wealth you want, it's, it's an escrow. What vibration are you sending out? What words are you speaking? Because thoughts become things when you put energy, effort, and words to it. So what do your words say? Are your words going, man, damn, that's high as heck. Are your words saying, when you look at a bill, instead of saying thank you, you're getting frustrated. Are you trying to take a short way around something? I had some idiot call me asking me about uh, putting a casino website on my on my website. And to the person that asked me that, that's, that's probably listening, here's your answer. Hell to the law, okay? Yeah. <laughs> there is no get-rich-quick nothing, anything in life that God wants you to have is going to last, so you can't get it quick. 
Now, can you get it uh, sooner than later? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Can you get it in an expedient way? You sure can. Quick and overnight? Nope. Ain't happening. If it's too good to be true, ladies and gentlemen, it is. The other thing I'm going to say, and then we're going to start getting ready to wrap this up, is stop the get-rich-quick scheming and uh, let me get me some relief. If you stop smoking them damn cigarettes and put that weed in that box of wine up, you will save how much money? Do the math. Stop going to the bingo hall and the, to the casino trying to win your money. The money that you spent doing that, invest that in an idea. As for church, and I'm going to be talking about tithing and stuff on Sunday, but I'm going to give you a little hint on that. You can't buy God's favor. <laughs> Obedience is better than sacrifice, bro. You can't buy it. And for my little religious friends out there, all of us love and worship the same God. He is all of our creator. So stop thinking that your religious belief system uh, is the way to go, because it's not. It's one of the ways to go. There's seven keys and 12 gates to heaven. So yours is not the only one. And to be honest, the minute that you start judging other people, you just screwed up, you know, judge not one another. Remember that one? Huh? You remember that? How can you love me a God you don't see when you're looking at your brother every day? All of that is connected to your ability to manifest prosperity. So stop being an ass. Stop looking down on your fellow man. Stop judging someone because they're not your gender because they're not your race, because they don't have your socioeconomic status. You do not know who God is going to use to bless you. Like it says, you never know when you're entertaining angels. So treat everybody, everybody, with a lot of love, with a lot of respect, and with a lot of compassion. But the first person that you need to do that with is you. Anyway, tune in Sunday night. We're going to keep going down this path. I know for some of you, you McDonald's-minded folks that want to drive through, get you a quick answer, and think that that's how you're going to drop it like it's hot. Look, you go. You need to go somewhere and uh, start turning it up and twerking because you could probably do that and get rich faster than the route you're trying to take. So if you want to have durable prosperity, Find the real secrets to manifesting wealth. You tune in, and I'll talk to you Sunday at 7.30. This has been Conversations with Dr. Oh, that's 7.30 Central Standard Time. Sorry about that. This is Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. I love you. Have a great weekend. See you Sunday. Bye now.